0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu/visit. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> Hey, hey, what's going on, man? Coach Tyler here with Black Diamond Softball and Fitness, and we got a brand-new episode of the Foul Pole to Foul Pole Daily Show brought to you by the Carolina Patriot Collegiate League. Man, what an incredible weekend of softball. I know it was cut short down in St. Pete in Florida uh, due to the weather. Uh, It happened pretty much in the afternoon uh, Saturday. Just the rain was not going to let up, and I woke up early Sunday morning Hoping we we're going to be able to get some of the games in, especially the late games. Uh, there was a couple of uh, evening games. The UCF-UCLA game at 6 uh, was going to be aired on ESPN, and the Florida State-Tennessee game was going to be at 8 o'clock. Uh, we missed those. Uh, I was looking really looking forward to the UCI, uh, UCF matchup, I'm trying to see kind of uh, if UCLA could right the ship. And, of course, you guys know I'm a huge fan of uh, Central Florida and Chloe Evans, Shannon Doherty and and those girls. Uh, So, um, you know, a little bit uh, left to be desired, if you will. But nonetheless, a lot of good softball was played this weekend. And also we had session two uh, in the uh, uh, Puerto Vallarta, uh, Mexico sort of classic, if you will. So uh, we're going to get into that today. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out our YouTube channel yet, please do so. It's youtube.com slash at foul to foul We are doing uh, condensed versions of uh, some of the more uh, exciting games, uh, some of the games that are, are popular or um, just, you know, the teams or whatever. So we do a, um, we take an hour and a half game and condense it down to about 15 minutes or so just showing the highlights. Um, we don't talk over it or anything. We just kind of let it go. We cut it up so you can uh, get a quick game in. Uh, we usually have those out the, the next day so uh, go check that out it's uh, youtube.com/ at foulpole to foulpole uh, a little bit later on the day we'll have the Stacy Johnson episode uh, go out on our um, on our audio channels and as well as uh, on YouTube. she is the uh, head coach of uh, the Corning Red Barons so uh, we got that uh, their seasons getting kicked off um, playing community college ball up in New York so uh, if you get a chance make sure you check that one out as well. So uh this weekend pretty much Wednesday really uh started the action off uh, across the country. A lot of our teams went down to Mexico and uh had some really good matchups. Uh Clemson and uh, UC San Diego was a great game. Um you know if you're a fan of of college softball, I'm sure that uh you're paying attention to kind of what's going on in the in the landscape of of college ball. So you have ESPN that really does a great job. You have flow softball that does have a, a, does a great job. And then you have game changer that also, man, if, if you can't find it anywhere else, uh game changer is the way to go. Follow your favorite college teams on game changer. Uh, of course, game changer is not a sponsor of mine, but um, I, I use it all the time, whether it's my travel team, the high school team, uh, or just watching college ball. It's uh, um, it, it's wonderful how much um, airtime that the, the game is getting it. And we all love the game. So uh, starting off on Wednesday, great matchup with UC San Diego. Uh, Clemson ends up moving to to six and one on the season after that win over UC San Diego. Uh, a couple good performances. You had uh, all four pitchers uh, pitched for um, for the Clemson Tigers: Reagan Spencer, uh, Brooke McCubbin, Millie Thompson, and Valerie Cagle. All entered the circle. Um, really a good outing. Um, is a game that was kind of back and forth. It was never uh, one of those that either team really put away. Uh, Valerie Cagle had a, a, a great day at the plate uh, with that game. So they ended up getting a win uh, over UC San Diego. And Clemson it has turned into a powerhouse. I know they're new, uh, a newer program, if you will, but John Rittman has done a really good job of getting those girls to buy in year after year. Now, after this first wave of players kind of uh, move on from it, uh, of course, led by Valerie Cagle, Uh, And then the program has to get into some of that uh, longevity or consistency or whatever. Then we'll kind of see what type of program Clemson will become over the next five or ten years. But um, knowing that facility and knowing kind of what goes on there, um, I think they're going to be around. And you may or may not be a fan of, of, you know, the the stuff off the field and that kind of stuff. But uh, nonetheless, a really good squad. Um, Clemson also picked up a, a win against Wichita State. Auburn beat Wichita in a eight inning thriller. Um, what a game. <laughs> if uh, if you had a chance to, to watch that game, uh, it was a great game. Wichita State really didn't have anything going until the bottom of the fifth. As a matter of fact, they were down 6-1 going into the bottom of the seventh. I'm sorry. Um, and then uh, Auburn was able to get two runs in the top of the eighth to, to kind of put that away. Um, not a whole lot of hits in that game. Uh, each team... Uh, Wichita State ended up having eight, and Auburn had five. But um, really, Auburn had the game under control until the the seventh inning where it just exploded uh, for Wichita State, which is a good deal. So uh, you have a grand slam by uh, uh, Urban from Wichita State that that really got things going. And then um, you had uh, a couple of other runs later on in that inning. Scored on a wild pitch, and um, it just – you know, you never know what's going to happen in, in the game of softball. The game is so fast, so it can turn on a dime. And I know we have the run rule and, and, and stuff like that, and we see that, and then we think that's flashy. But, man, I love those those games that are like 10-8s and 12-10s and, and, you know, 8-6 games. Uh, those games are are, are awesome. So um, good win by uh, by Auburn. And then we move into Thursday. I had, uh, had a couple of games by South Carolina. South Carolina, uh, of course, lost uh, Donnie Goburn from last year. Really just a, a national sensation um, and really took the, the SEC by storm and uh, really helped put South Carolina, uh, not necessarily back on the map, but, um, you know, in the, in the SEC there's a lot of teams and, and South Carolina doesn't get um, talked about as much as they should. I mean, teams are usually the teams that get talked about are, are, are going to be like the LSU and Georgia and, and Florida and, and those teams, Alabama. Uh, but South Carolina is right there with them. I expect uh, South Carolina to stay toward a, towards the top of the SEC this year and uh, possibly even host a regional this year. So, um, of course, that's uh, left to be unraveled uh, uh, unravel as we get through the season. But um, Auburn picks up another big win over Utah. Uh, a one nothing affair. And then on Saturday, had a couple of big-time games. Um, South Carolina ends up beating UC San Diego 18-1 in five innings. Mississippi State gets the win over Clemson 6 to 3. Uh which to me I didn't see coming. I know Mississippi State is a solid squad. Uh this year they they've started the season off undefeated. Uh that win over Clemson pushed them to um 7 and 0 on the season and and it drops Clemson back to 6 and 2. It's it's good to see that much parity across the board early on because you really don't know um, I mean, you can even look at Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma is still undefeated, and they've won now sixty-one or sixty-two games in a row, which is the the which is the record. But at the end of the day, um, there's the field. I think is catching them. Uh, you look at the game with that Oklahoma had with Washington, and how tight that game was. Uh, is a play at the plate? Was she safe? Was she out? Um, you know, if you're a, a Boomer Sooner. You're going to think she's out. If you're not, then uh, you think she's safe. To me, at the angle you can't see. And, of course, they didn't have replay in that game. So, um, that was uh, earlier last week, that matchup. So, um, I think one thing about Clemson, going back to the Clemson-Mississippi um, State game. Clemson, you can really never put away. It seems like they always have a chance to get there. But one thing I'm noticing is, even last year, Clemson kind of goes with uh, Valerie Cagle. So, it's kind of like um, – you know, she's that that energizer bunny. Seems like she keeps going and keeps going. Uh, last year, Clemson kind of ran out of arms in the NCAA tournament. And then uh, this year, I don't know what uh, Coach Rittman going to do with her as far as um, sort of not putting so much on her early on in the season. But uh, Valerie's is one heck of an athlete. Um, getting back into this game, uh, a solo home run by McKin- McKenzie Clark in the seventh. And – you know, you'd think maybe they're coming back this and that, but uh, Mississippi State is able to, to sort of close that door out and uh, was able to beat Clemson. So, big game, big matchup. Um, and moving into uh, the Sunday affair, only two games on Sunday down in Mexico. Uh, Utah was able to, uh, to get the five nothing win over UC San Diego, and UC Davis was able to get the win over Mississippi State. So, um, a lot of back and forth action. Uh, of course, being down away from the campus, not a home game, not an away game, more of a neutral field game um, and playing in a different country and, and just different things to kind of go with that. I'm glad we're able to sort of spread uh, the love in the game of softball. Uh, one matchup uh, from there that uh, I think will take away and kind of look at the season here is that loss uh, that South Carolina su- suffered to Wichita state. I think that's one they're going to want back, but it's a game that you can bounce back from because it's, it's early in the season. So yeah, um, Kudos to uh, Puerto Vallarta and uh, kudos to NCAA getting those teams down there. I know those girls um, had a great trip. So uh, jumping back over into the Clearwater uh, Invitational. Of course, that's the big tournament this weekend or the big event this weekend. St. Pete does a great job. Evo Shield has done it for a couple of years. years. Uh, Shriners Children's was the major uh, sponsor this year. Uh, all over the ESPN network. I mean, ESPNU, ACC, SEC. Uh, ESPN plus uh, e- even the longhorn network. Um, so everybody was kind of involved in this. Uh, it's a big event. And as soon as it's over every year, you're looking forward to it to the next year because teams come from all over, whether you got UCLA or LSU or Oklahoma state and Texas and North Carolina, Georgia tech, UCF Stanford. I mean, teams just they. It, it's, I won't call it the Mecca of the preseason tournaments. Cause I love the Mary Nutter, but um It's just it's a great tournament. It's a it's a great event. um, And you can kind of tell, you know, what teams are going to do later on down in the year because they're playing, you know, top 10 matchups that they probably wouldn't get anywhere else because conference play starts. So uh, a couple of big matchups that uh, I thought were, were, you know, the the outliers this weekend or the games that kind of stood above the rest was that game on Thursday between Wisconsin and Georgia. Heck of a game all around. It was a six-seven. Uh, well, it was a seven-six game for uh, for Georgia. Uh, it was tight throughout. Uh, Wisconsin jumps on the board early in the first and gets a run. And in the second, they get three runs, so they're up uh, four to nothing after uh, after two. Georgia was able to get a, a two runs back in the third and get another one back in the fourth. So you had a four-three game going for a while. Georgia was able to uh, get the game tied up in the seventh. The bottom of the seventh. Uh, both teams scored a run in the eighth. Both teams scored a run in the ninth, and then Georgia was able to uh, close them out in the bottom of the, the tenth innings for a seven six win. Uh, it was just a great softball game. If, if you're if you're about softball, um, it, it's just it's a great game. Um, at the end of the day, Georgia is going to be that team that's going to be around at the at the end of the year. I, I really think so. They're solid from top to bottom in the order, uh, and they're pitching. Um, you know, I think they can put any of their players in the circle. Uh, Kerpix, of course, uh, she started the game, went one and two thirds, gave up four hits, uh, four runs, three of those were earned. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think she's going to right the ship. Uh, Lily Backus came in in relief, uh, pitched five and a third, only gave up one hit. And then Shelby Walters uh, pitched three innings and gave up three hits with two runs. A big time outing from uh, Tessin uh, Magna Nemo. She went six and two-thirds, gave up seven hits and six earned, but, uh, man, threw 100 pitches and was just was dealing at times, almost unhittable at times. So um, big-time rally by uh, Georgia to kind of right the ship there late in the game. I love that matchup, so go check that matchup out. It is on my uh, YouTube channel if you want to check out those, those highlights. Uh, another big matchup that I think a lot of people were looking forward to uh, was the Florida State-Stanford game. Florida State's able to get a win – 4 nothing over Stanford. And Stanford is kind of one of those teams that um, I think they're going to figure it out. And once they figure it out, I think they're going to be big in the Pac-12. Um, you know, Najaree Kennedy is probably the, the, the pitcher to watch this year, just how good she was as a freshman. This year as a sophomore, can she repeat it or even get better? I mean, if she stays the same, she's going to be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to her uh, kind of stepping the game up even more. And which is which is crazy to think about, but uh, Florida State gets a big time win, uh, four to nothing over Stanford. Great game. Uh, not a whole lot going on early. Uh, it was more of a pitchers' duel early on. Um, both pitchers between Kennedy and uh, Royalty had really good outings. Um, Royalty from Florida State only gave up four hits over five innings. Uh, Ashton Danley came in late, uh, gave up one hit in her two innings pitch. Kennedy. Uh, uh, went five and two thirds, six, six hits and, and four runs, but only one of those runs were earned. So, uh, a couple of miscues by Stanford for sure. They had three errors on the game. Um, but at the end of the day, this could be a matchup in the, uh, in the World Series or, or, or in the regional or, or whatever. I think both teams will end up hosting a, a regional, but, uh, we could see, uh, kind of how that works. I mean, that's a, it, it was a great game. Uh, big win for Florida State and uh, nothing to hang uh, their heads on with Stanford. Again, I, I think Stanford's going to be there in the end, but we'll see. Um, another a big matchup that I think uh, w- that was on Friday night, uh, really e- interesting and exciting game, and this game, again, is, is going to be on my YouTube channel, um, LSU and Northwestern. 13-12 to win for LSU, just a great game all around. It had it all. If you're a softball fan, it really had it all. Um, it had big hits, it had home runs, it had errors, it had strikeouts, it had walks, it had uh, the umpires involved. Uh, just a, a great game. At the end of the day, um, LSU was able to stay unbeaten and get the win over Northwestern. Northwestern, man, I swear, it's like the last few years, they're just on the come. They, they're right there. Um, so uh, Northwestern was able to jump out on top early uh, in the first inning. They got three runs, and then they were up 5-0. to zero Going into the bottom of the second. LSU was able to get three runs, cut the lead, and then by the end of the third inning, it was five to four. LSU takes the lead in the fourth. Uh <laughs> ends up being up seven to five. Northwestern comes back and is able to, to uh right the ship and, and get uh get the, the game level in the fifth inning. Ultimately, uh going into the uh the seventh inning, ball game tied twelve to twelve, uh Northwestern doesn't get anything in the seventh. And LSU is able to walk it off in the seventh. So great game all around. Go check out the highlights. That's on my uh, YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash at foul pole to foul pole. Uh, really good game. Uh, probably one of my favorites this weekend uh, all around. Um, controversy between UCF and and North Carolina. Um, it was a sort of a, a chop swing sort of deal from North Carolina late. The ball game is, is tied up. And, um, the runner runs into the, the field of play. Instead of running in the runner's lane, uh, the, the catcher's throw hits, the, hits the, runner, the batter runner in the back of the head. The ball caroms away, and um, North Carolina is able to win. So I was looking on the social medias and stuff and trying to get people's reaction. Of course, the North Carolina fans are like, hey, great, that's our first hit of the year, blah, 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 and it's a walk off this and that. Uh, but the umpires missed it. The umpires missed the call, and they're going to from time to time, even at the collegiate level. So my travel ball players, my high school ball players, hey, umpires aren't perfect. You got to deal with it, uh, whatever it is. Uh, just in this situation, it's kind of tough because it was the decision that that decided the game. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you move on from it. UCF 4-2 after that game, and North Carolina ends up uh, going, move, going to 5-1 and one after that one. So the, the records could have switched. Uh but nonetheless, great game. Um, you know, not necessarily offensive from both teams, but it was a it was a defensive matchup. It was a really good game pitched by both sides. UCF had two in the circle. Uh you had Sarah Willis go uh five innings, eight hits, uh two earned runs given up. And then uh uh Bailey McCachron goes uh seven innings and gives up uh six hits and one run. So great day uh defensively from both teams, had no errors. And only three total runs scored throughout. So, um, you had uh, Chloe; she was able to get a hit uh, from uh, UCF. Uh, Jada Cody gets uh, uh, gets two hits, and then from uh, North Carolina you had Skylar Brooks get three hits in that game. So, uh, just a, a really good defensive, really good defensive day. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A a hand clap, or a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, all around. So, again, you know that I'm a huge UCF fan. <laughs> anyway. Uh, another big matchup, a great game really, was Minnesota and Georgia Tech. Uh, not too many people are, are high on Minnesota or Georgia Tech this year uh, just because of the conferences they play in, and they haven't really done too much as of late. But uh, what a high-scoring affair. Um, you had 25 total hits in that game and 23 total ones. So Minnesota gets the win, 12-11. Uh, to 11. Uh, At the end of the day, Uh, if you can put the ball in play and and hit some home runs, uh, you're going to give your team a chance. Uh, One of the standouts uh, for that game was really the the pitching there towards the end uh, for um, Georgia tech. It really kept them in the game. Uh, There's a lot of runs given up early, but later on in the game, as things started to settle down, uh, Georgia tech was uh, able to kind of hold it on and give himself a a chance to win. Ended up coming one run short. They scored four in the seventh inning. And, um, Couldn't get it done. Minnesota ends up walking it off uh, after the game was tied in the seventh. So uh, kudos to both teams, and uh, there's a lot to look forward to from both programs, honestly. Uh, Georgia Tech being in the ACC, they've got to get through teams like Virginia Tech and Duke uh, and and Clemson. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, a lot of ball left to be played this year. Moving into Saturday, before the games were canceled, uh, there was a couple of big-time matchups. I think the matchup that everybody was looking forward to the most was the Georgia versus Florida State game. And what had the makings of being uh, an incredible matchup, a tight game, uh, Georgia just went out and just stomped Florida State. There's really no other way to look at it. Jumped on them early and just did not let up. So uh, after the second inning, it was already 14-4. to Georgia just was, was pounding the ball. It, it's, it was an incredible display of offense. Um, The pitchers from Florida State, Florida State ends up going through uh, five pitchers. Um, At the end of the day, uh, Emma Wilson starts the game, gives up uh, four hits, five runs. Five of those are earned uh, after one inning. So Ashton Danley comes in. She only makes it through two-thirds of an inning and uh, gives up uh, six earned runs on three hits. So uh, facing eight batters and gave up uh, six runs is, is a lot. Uh, Georgia was just absolutely pounding the rock. Um, the Florida State pitchers were, were pounding the zone, but, um, you know, it, anytime they stepped out of the zone, Georgia was was composed and, and disciplined at the plate and, and were taking their walks too. So um, big weekend for some of the hitters from, uh, from Georgia. You look at in this game, uh, Jada Kearney was able to get four RBIs. He ended up having three walks in that game. They were just really staying away from her uh Dallas good night um she she had a couple of walks and uh and I, she actually had a strikeout as well but um just at the end of the day i think both of these teams are going to be there late uh Florida State started off super hot this year um people are talking about Florida State going undefeated in this and that and now you look at them they've uh they've had a few losses so far Georgia uh goes undefeated uh on on the season so far they are 9 and 0 right now Florida State is at 5 and 3 uh, michaela edinfield probably one of my favorite players uh to watch uh, she ends up going uh one for one and at the end of the day um we'll see you know it's early they'll get in a conference play i think both of these teams will be um at the top of of their conferences battling for uh, a conference championship of course florida state has to deal with uh Teams like Duke and Clemson and then Georgia, you got Alabama and and LSU and and Florida and even Missouri and some other teams. So uh, a lot of ball left to be played. It's just shocking that um, Georgia was able to put 20 runs up on Florida State. But that's how the game goes. Uh, The last game of the day was uh, Washington and uh, Wisconsin. That was before uh, sort of the rain came and canceled everything else. Um, Washington was able to get a big-time win over Wisconsin. Wisconsin impressed me this weekend. If we go back and kind of see what Wisconsin did, uh, they lose 7-6, tight game to Georgia. They lose 6-5, tight game to Kentucky. Um, they do lose to Oklahoma State 9-5, but uh, they were right there in the game for, for the most part of the game. Uh, and then Wisconsin loses to uh, UCF on the um, on a 21-9 blowout, but UCF just came together in that game, boy. Uh, but I think... It was most impressive on, on some of the losses that Wisconsin had this weekend. I think they're going to be a good, solid team this year. Don't know if they're going to make it to the postseason, but nonetheless, solid team. Another thing is, is LSU being undefeated on the year still. LSU is um, it's a name synonymous with softball, especially down here in the southeast. Um, Taylor Pleasant's last ride, and uh, <laughs> she's incredible. Incredible ball, ball player to, to, to watch. Um, with UCLA, don't really know what's going on with UCLA. It, it's hard to figure out. Um, you know, they get a big time win against Florida State, and then they, you know they they turn around and last week, you know, it's almost like their their pitching didn't show up, or you know something something crazy, a couple of miscues here and there. You look at the game that they had against against Georgia. Um, I can They're catching too much of the plate and you trying to I think they're trying to do too much. Of course Taylor Tinsley, she's young. We'll see. Um she ended up having four walks in that game, had six earned runs in that one as well. So uh a lot of hits for Georgia uh, in that game, it had six hits with seven runs. Uh putting the ball in play and I think that's what that's what matters the most. So um UCLA I think they're going to be okay. But uh we'll see. I mean, I was really looking forward to seeing what they were going to do um, against Tennessee. That game was was going to be on Saturday, uh, and then they had two big matchups on um, on Sunday with uh, North Carolina and UCF. So, um, I, you know, sort of the the softball fan in me is like, I wanted to see those games, but the uh, like, I don't know the the coach in me, if you will, is to say, man, can we get out of St. Pete and and can we get back home? Can we get sort of settled and and try to fix some of these mistakes? Can we sort of figure out what's going on with some of these injuries? I mean, I hate to see uh, UCLA struggle early on, but I I can almost guarantee you they're going to bounce back by the end of the year. They'll be in the thick of things. Uh, Facing adversity early on this season, uh, we'll be able to help them sort of bounce back moving forward. So, uh, again, big weekend. There's a lot of big Big matchups coming up this week as well. We will uh, keep you abreast of sort of the uh, situations with those, uh, where they're at, and when they'll be playing. Uh, Next week, we will have um, a couple of other big guests on our podcast as well. Um, Big shout-out to our sponsor, uh, the Carolina Patriot Collegiate League, for jumping on board. We're kind of uh, doing a couple things with them. Uh, so after the softball season over with, of course, we know now that uh, college softball has their summer leagues, just like college baseball does. And there's one here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh, it runs through the middle of June through the middle of July. And uh, it's an opportunity for these girls to continue to play, continue to hone their skills, and also to kind of help uh, these the young players, the, young, the incoming freshmen, get a taste of the college game. And also those girls that have hit the transfer portal for whatever reason uh, will not get into the transfer portal Um you know, you guys know my opinion on the on the portal, but it uh, gives those players a chance to get in front of some college coaches. Um, so uh, check that out. Uh, the Carolina Patriot Collegiate League. Check them out on Instagram, Facebook, all your social media and stuff like that. If you are a player and you want to get signed up, there is a dashboard for you to uh, do that as well. So go check out the sponsor. It's uh, Carolina Patriot Collegiate League. All right. That's going to do it for this one. Sort of a recap of the weekend. Appreciate you guys checking it out. If you guys know someone that likes a a podcast or likes a softball podcast, make sure you share it. If you share it with a friend, be sure you tell them you love them.